Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate you being here. Hit us up on Twitter at Derek and Mike Pod. On Instagram is Derek and Mike. Or on our website, DerekandMike.com. My name is Mike. This is my boy, Derek. What's up, Mike? What's up, everybody? D, do you ever think about if you had like a stupid amount of money, like an unspendable mass of wealth, um, what you would buy? Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't think about that often. No. All right. Well, thanks. You, All right. Hey, it's been, thanks for listening. I can't, I can't make something up here. Hey, <laughs> no, no. I, mean, I, what, I guess what I'm thinking is don't say no. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So d- don't deny. Go with it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so so what? It. I guess what I'm going for is not not that you're a materialistic guy or like, oh man, I really want a Bentley or I don't know whatever. And maybe it's a Bentley. That's fine. But uh-huh. just like. If you had an unspendable amount of money and you bought the nice house and you've gone to all the exotic places and you've done all the the bucket list things that you feel like you need to do, like you're going to end up like being a collector of something or or being really into something. And like you ever think about like all right, what that thing would be? It's not that it has to be expensive. It's just whatever whatever you think you might get into or want to buy or collect or build or be into. Like, what do you think? Yeah. Okay. I can reel, rail off a list of things here. I'd buy a tractor. I'd buy a really nice tractor. I'd buy an excavator. Ooh. Wow. I would, I, I want to get an excavator because I get jealous when I see like an excavator on the side of the road and they're just like digging a nice big deep hole. I know that sounds weird, but <laughs> I want to dig a hole. I want to dig, dig a, a hole. nice deep hole. Nice. You All know? right. Yeah. I can respect yeah, that. So, so that's one of them. All right. A hole digger. Yeah, hole digger. You know, I, I'd have the whole roundup. I mean, I'd have a, a, I don't know about a dump truck, but well, that's the thing um, about equipment. Once you buy one thing, you need another thing to support what that one thing does. So if you're gonna be digging a giant hole or ditch or whatever with an excavator, then you're gonna have a lot of loose dirt you've just dug up. So you yeah. got to do something with that. And then next thing you know, you need a loader to scoop all that shit up and scoop it into something, which you're also gonna have to buy. Which yeah, a dump truck or you know, something like that. So next thing you know, you're, you know, you're owning a fleet of heavy dirt moving equipment. Yeah. See, I think I'd probably go with the mini versions of everything. I'd have like the mini excavator, not mm-hmm. too small of an excavator. Cause you need a, and you know this better than I do, but like, I don't know. I would like to, I'd like to build a, I think this is the hobbit in me. Maybe this is the prepper in me. Maybe this is just something in me, but I want to build a subterranean home. That would be cool, man. Yeah, have you seen those before? Like some of the ones that that people build. Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't know about underground, but I've seen ones that are like built into a hillside or something like that, where it's basically a yeah. cave turned into a very luxurious living space. And the most attractive part of that to me is the um, temperature. Like it's always cool. It never gets yeah. hot. It never gets cold. It's just always cool, and I love that. Like, if I could just live in a perpetual sixty-eight degree dwelling, I'd be I'd be down for that. Yeah, totally. And I was actually looking. I, I bought a book from this one guy. I found him on YouTube, and he was like, "Yeah, I sell a book on how to make these things." Um, his are a little bit. Uh, you know, he skips a lot of the. Um, I don't know construction normal 
things that you should do. But what he says is, you know, the hardest thing to come by is actually sunlight in one of those mm. subterranean homes. So I mean, everybody yeah, has sense. the, yeah, everybody has the tendency when they build it into a hill, everybody thinks the same thing, right? You want to build it into a hill and then where the hill is facing out, that's where you're going to have your windows, right? And that's where you're going to get your sunlight, but that's not how you build a subterranean home. Oh, You actually need to get sunlight from the other side. So as counterintuitive as that might seem, um, he has good reasons for it too. And I think uh, it comes down to structure or something along those lines. But um, yeah, it's really interesting, huh. uh, that whole design process. I just love that kind of stuff. All right. So if you were super rich, you'd become like Derek the Mole Man, live underground. <laughs> All right. Nice. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. What about you? What? what uh, well, let me try to guess. Can I try to guess? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Because Okay, because I know you would have a subterranean home for your fucking drum set that would be awesome soundproofing yeah that would be a huge benefit um although if money wasn't an option i could buy a home with enough elbow room to be able to play like outdoors without bothering any neighbors because they'd be like a mile away or something yeah that'd be the yeah, idea that's true that, that's kind of like the music i would definitely i would definitely go like okay first i need an isolated home with plenty of space so i could play full-blown live music outside if I want to. Not that I'll be holding concerts, but I want to be able to hold a concert if I want to. Um, oh. I'd like that. And, uh, yeah, like, giant, insane, awesome drum set and recording studio, like, right in the middle of the living space, like, right in the living room um, or one of my living rooms or whatever. Like, yeah, I'd want to I'd want to just be able to sit down and play and record anytime. I don't want to have to go into a different room or... I don't, I don't need it separated. Like I would just want to have like a drum set right there. I could just sit down, uh, like, like, I don't know, in, in like right in the middle of dinner, I could just go like, ah, I got an idea. And I could just sit down right there and jam some drums. I'd like, yeah. That. Yeah. You're walking to the bathroom. You're like, Oh, I got, I know this riff, this riff is going to, I gotta, I gotta get this out on uh, I gotta record this bad boy right here. Yeah. I gotta lay this down mm -hmm. real quick. Before I lose track. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. After I lay down this log, I'm going to go lay down this beat. <laughs> so music would uh -huh. definitely play a role. And then weird, I'm, I'm kind of like flighty in my hobbies or uh, obsessions, really, um, where whatever I'm into, I'm into 100 billion percent. And I get, and, and that changes sometimes. Like I'll be into a hobby for a few years and I'll be all about it. And then that hobby could change. Um, so it's tough to say, oh, I would just do this. Music has always been a perpetual hobby for me. Um, but then there's like the fishing thing, which I love to fish, but there was a period of however many years where I was just nuts about fishing and I still love it, but I don't go that often. I don't, I don't like dream about it all the time currently. Um, you so know. you'd have a fishing boat, like a really nice fishing boat on Lake Okeechobee or something and. Uh, <laughs> well, dude, honestly, boats are a lot of maintenance. So even if money was no object, I mean, I guess I could hire someone to maintain it for me, but all that feels wasteful. Like, I, I think I would still be a guy who, like, chartered boats or whatever. I don't know that I would want to own a giant, badass, high-maintenance, expensive boat. Um, yeah, I feel Maybe. That feels wasteful to me. Like, uh -huh. someone else owns the boat, and I could just, like, pay him for a rad weekend, you know? And he makes a living that way, you know, you don't yeah. have to like deal with the boat. You don't have to deal with filling it up with gas and cleaning it and all that other bullshit. Staffing it, hiring a captain and yeah, all that kind of crap. Like, oh, hey, your boat needs a new engine. Like, fine. Even if money's no option, I don't want to dick with the hassle. Um, yeah. So yeah, something like that, probably. Travel would always be a big one. I'd travel a lot. Um, but the reason I'm asking is 
I keep reading stories about rich people buying dinosaurs. And uh, it, it sticks in my head because it's such like a rich guy move to, to be like, I want to own a dinosaur. Like, damn, dude, fucking megalomania much? You know, like, it's it's kind of a weird... I mean, they're cool. I, I, I guess if someone gave me a fossil, I would think it's awesome and I'd, I'd display it proudly. But the uh, buying a dinosaur thing is is like next level uh trippy to me but yeah did you say the word megalomaniac or am i making yeah 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 no i threw out megalomaniac yeah Yeah, that that comes to mind definitely megalomaniac um what else can i possibly do with this money yeah i need a i need an entire dinosaur i I need i require a massive dinosaur in my in my foyer um (laughs) But like, dude, darling, so, wouldn't a T Rex look good here? <laughs> I need a T Rex. <laughs> this living room needs something. It needs prehistoric skeletons. That's what it requires. <laughs> you know, darling, I I was walking past a crib earlier this morning, and I couldn't help but to notice we need a new wing of dinosaurs. <laughs> A wing. Just a wing of dinosaurs. Yes, our natural history wing is lacking some sort of uh, Mesozoic artifacts. <laughs> I, I, I do believe I require Triceratops this week. Uh, well, so like there was one recently where um, a guy, what may stick in my mind is this guy bought a a dinosaur for like six million bucks. Which is kind of a smoking deal. That that's fairly low as far as like complete dinosaur skeletons uh, going at auction go for. Um, so this guy bought like it's a seventy six million year old dinosaur, and he bought it for six million bucks. Um, but it's first, it's a dinosaur that is not super popular. Which maybe that's cool, maybe it's not. But I would want to own a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like everyone knows a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Um, and this one looks bitchin'. It looks very T-Rexy, but it's called a Gorgosaurus. And I feel like that would require a lot of explanation. You gotta have a plaque on your Gorgosaurus skeleton in your living room, um, because everyone's just gonna go, oh, cool T-Rex, and then you're gonna have to explain, no, it's not a T-Rex, it's a Gorgosaurus, and then they're gonna think, oh, well, yeah, Derek couldn't afford the T-Rex, he had to go for the Gorgosaurus. So it's just gonna be, it's just disappointing, you know? Yeah, it's almost like getting a Jaguar instead of a Bentley. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's like, oh, like, wow, uh, you really win. Oh, oh, it's a Jaguar. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah, nice. Jaguars that's, are, you know, it's a respectable car. It's nice. Yeah, they're it's a nice beautiful. car. How do you yeah. like that? You ever want to maybe mm-hmm. upgrade to a Bentley one day, or are you happy with that Jaguar? Yeah. 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 Um, well, and then, like, this dinosaur skeleton, and most dinosaur skeletons are pretty incomplete. So there's a whole lot of, like, replica bones in the skeleton to make it a complete-looking skeleton, which to me feels like cheating, you know? It's kind of like, well, hey, 19 of those 46 teeth are real. Like, oh, well. This is what would have been there. Now I'm just staring at the teeth going, which ones are fake, you know? Like, now I'm just just scrutinizing your Gorgosaurus skeleton in your living room and, and, uh... You and couldn't it, afford all the bones? Yeah, you yeah. couldn't afford all of them? <laughs> you couldn't afford them all. <laughs> <laughs> you got the discount skeleton, huh? You got the... Yeah, you got, oh, yeah. No, it's nice. It's nice. It's the Jaguar, and, you yeah, know, it's missing a tire. It's a nice Gorgosaurus, but, but you yeah, know, maybe one of these days yeah. you'll find, like, a whole T-Rex or something. I don't know. Oh, it's, it's, it's nice. No, congratulations. I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, you know, I'm somewhat impressed by your Gorgosaurus. I put it in my laundry room. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'd throw it in my shed. You know, I'd hang on to it maybe until I found the rest of the teeth, you know, that kind of thing. But, so so yeah. I got a question. Uh, is it time for Conspiracy Derek to come out yet? Or You have a have conspiracy to... theory about buying dinosaurs? I have conspiracy yeah. theory out of this shit, too. All right. Do Lay I it on not me. have a conspiracy about everything? <laughs> Lay it on okay. me. Okay. Are they trying to clone these motherfuckers? Because you know they're trying to clone these motherfuckers. And didn't they, didn't they recently, I think I heard somewhere through the grapevine, that they cloned the big hairy elephant that used to live a long time ago. The woolly mammoth? <laughs> yeah, the woolly mammoth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as I you, like to call as him as you can see, we are total yeah. paleontologists. We are, yeah. we are, <laughs> that I may big, or may not have had a, a hit of uh, cannabis. Or the hairy elephant with the big teeth. But, yeah, yeah. They cloned one. I think I heard something about them cloning one or something. Something was going on. So something I heard a guy smarter recently. than us talking about it, and he was basically explaining it like, "Okay, it's not like you picture in Jurassic Park where we find some DNA." in a mosquito and we 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 birth a new baby mammoth in an incubator um he's okay. saying that they're basically trying to bring the mammoth back by reverse genetic engineering um through like accelerated um evolution in actual breeding so they're trying to breed similar traits of a mammoth through like genetic interference um, so they're not like bringing back original mean? mammoth DNA. They're basically like, Hey, how do I take a, a, a modern currently living elephant and breed it to have such traits that are very oh. woolly mammothy, like long hair and oh. big tusks and the similar size and that kind of thing. So they're trying to kind of make a modified, you know, designer elephant that is similar to what we think of as a mammoth with similar traits oh, as see. a mammoth. So they might be getting a crocodile and splicing it together with the gorgosaurus or whatever that thing is called right or Maybe that's what he's doing or like genetically engineering a crocodile and like doing rapid evolution kind of breeding stuff to give it similar traits to a gorgosaurus like have it stand up on two legs i guess and become enormous and uh yeah that uh, that kind of thing well, that just requires training. You can train it. But then it's anything. like, it's not a dinosaur. It's it's like um, what dogs have become. Like these, you know, breeders have made all these new, like, hey, we got a new breed of dog. Like, it's not natural evolution. Yeah. It's like totally human interference. And these dogs have, like, ridiculous medical problems because they're fucking, you know, um, human-made freaks of nature where their, like, noses don't work and, and, you know, they go blind at the age three and all that kind of stuff. Um that's what's going to happen to, um, you know, Dino Gator is he's going to be like all fucked up. He's not actually Gorgosaurus. He's just an alligator bred to look like a Gorgosaurus. I sense some compassion for Gorgosaurus that you have there. Um, do you know what a Gorgosaurus looks like? Uh, I'm just looking at a picture on Google. Yeah, I mean, he looks um, kind of like a T-Rex to me. It's just an upper half photo, like a profile pic, as if this Gorgosaurus had, like, a Facebook account. It just shows oh. kind of his, <laughs> his, his shoulder up um, yeah. of his... It, it's weird, too, because when we look at dinosaurs, we, we see dinosaurs, yeah. it's just a skeleton. It's like, dude, that's dead him. That's not even him. Like, the, if they had a picture of Mike and I'm just a skeleton, like, hey, that's Mike. Like, no, I had a face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had skin and eyeballs. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, Gorgosaur, Gorgosaurus's skeleton looks very similar to a T-Rex to my obviously untrained eye. But maybe it just has like real little feet. Yeah, it has like short little T-Rexy arms and a big head, and that's that's about the extent of its similarity. I'm sure a paleontologist would point out a billion differences, but to me, it looks like a T-Rex. Uh, but it's such a lame yeah. name, like Gorgosaurus. Like, ah, come on, no one wants a Gorgosaurus. I mean, I guess except this guy that paid six million bucks for it. But uh, uh, And it means something cool. It means fierce lizard, which is rad, but Gorgosaurus, yeah. yeah, kind of dorky. Yeah, no, uh, that should make a comeback. And like, if they do have another um, dinosaur movie, yeah, I, I would bring back the Gorgosaurus. Dude, I've heard that the the Allosaurus is an even bomber, like super T Rex. It's bigger, stronger, angrier. Fucking everything a T Rex is, it's just more of that. Uh, like an Allosaurus was apparently a T Rex on steroids, and uh, so yeah. much less famous than the T Rex. But an Allosaurus would like um, punk a T Rex. Um, and they look just as rad, if not more rad, in artist renderings because we've never seen one with flesh. But that's another thing, too, is like when we think of dinosaurs from our generation, we think of lizard-looking animals. But they're finding more and more that uh, dinosaurs are, well, we all know now that they're much more genetically linked to birds than lizards. And new newer renderings, and I see a lot of these with because now I have a kid and we're buying dinosaur books like every day is some of them, like, render the dinosaurs in a much more bird-like way. Uh, and it's kind of a cool imagination uh, exercise to, like, imagine what a T-Rex, we all we all know what we've been shown they look like by artist renderings all these years, but now, like, newer artist renderings are showing them more bird-like. And it's pretty cool, dude, because you're kind of like, oh, fuck, dude, that's crazy. Like, they look even scarier in bird form. Yeah, that, and that's interesting, too, because, you know we've grown up thinking like, Oh, the dinosaurs got went extinct. Right. But not everything went extinct. No, they evolved. Yeah. They evolved away. Yeah. So, well, and a lot of, isn't the, isn't the prevailing theory that a meteor hit the earth and then they all died somehow. Yes. Um, again, for my pretty in, uh, poorly informed, uh, stance, I think that's still a leading theory. The, uh, the meteor, but also tied into like just mass famine, you know, changes in changes in the uh, climate at the time. And then it's 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 not even like dinosaurs just all of a sudden all shut off. Like they have all those different periods of like the uh, um, Jurassic period and the uh, Cretaceous period and all these different periods of dinosaurs um, existence over millions and millions of years that there were like mass extinctions in between each of those periods. You know, like all the dinosaurs that lived in the Cretaceous period um, all went extinct and then made made space for the new period, which would be a whole different set of dinosaurs that we all think of as the dinosaurs. But in those times, they would have been totally historical, millions of years before whatever dinosaurs were living at a different period of time, you know? So it's... We, we, we think of dinosaurs as this yeah. singular mm-hmm. period of time and group of, of animals, but, I mean, they, they lived and went extinct and lived and went extinct and had all these different cycles of existence over millions and millions and millions of years, way longer than humans have ever been around, um, you know, so. I well, mean, ubiquitously, the dinosaurs did go extinct about 66 million years ago. That was like the, um, that was the end of the uh, Cretaceous period. Cretaceous was the yeah. most recent? 
All right. Yeah, that was the end of the Cretaceous period. And uh, the exact cause of the extinction, I don't think they know. It's a matter of debate. Um, but the widely accepted theory is that the catastrophic event occurred that uh, drastically altered the Earth's climate and caused a mass extinction of many species, including the dinosaur. And that mass die-off in event was 66 million years ago? Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the leading hypothesis was the large asteroid, approximately six miles in diameter, huge, uh, struck the Earth, causing a global catastrophe okay well i already have a bone to pick with that no pun intended uh but an asteroid never hits earth no isn't that the definition look up the definition of asteroid and meteorite my understanding is they're the same thing but one of them is flying in space an asteroid the other one impacts a planet and that's a meteor but i think they're the same thing I think they're just a, a, a rock hurtling through space. And if it makes contact with our planet or some planet, I believe, it becomes a meteorite. And if it uh, doesn't, it just flies around, then it remains an asteroid. Okay. Maybe I'm way off. Asteroids and meteorites are both objects that originate from space but have some important dif- differences. An asteroid is a large rocky object that orbits the sun. Oh. Uh, most asteroids are found in the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter, although some can be found in other parts of the solar system. They can range from small size of small boulders to several hundred kilometers. Meteorite, on the other hand, is a small piece of an asteroid oh, or other okay. object that has survived the journey through Earth's atmosphere and landed on Earth's surface. So a meteorite is still an asteroid until it penetrates our um, atmosphere. Yeah, when it's on the ground All right. of Earth. Okay, so before that, it's just a small asteroid. Uh-huh. All right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Man, I was kind of right, but not really. I was pretty wrong, but like almost yeah. right in a way. It's okay. I mean, I think, you know, I, you had a good point. Though. Yeah, yeah. Was, I like how we're talking about things that we really don't know very much about at all, dinosaurs and, and space. <laughs> but hey, thank yeah. God for the internet. Um, yeah. So, all right. So 66 million years ago, a meteorite hit the planet, uh, not an asteroid. Right, because once it comes through our atmosphere, it becomes a meteorite. Um, if it survives, it's a meteorite. Well, this but is... I think it's an asteroid can hit. But if it gets decimated, then there is no asteroid and there is no meteorite. But what survives is a is called a meteorite. You think I'm making that up, huh? No, I just don't. I, like un- I don't understand it. I like it. I don't understand. Okay, let me read this again. Okay. <clears throat> Asteroids and meteorites are both objects that originate from space but have some important differences. An asteroid is a large rocky object that orbits the sun. Um, Asteroids can range in size. A meteorite, on the other hand, is a small piece of an asteroid or other object that has survived the journey through Earth's atmosphere and landed on Earth's surface. So if an asteroid comes through our atmosphere and lands on our surface, isn't it a meteorite? It is henceforth a meteorite. Okay. All right. Yeah. So an asteroid didn't hit Earth. Call it an asteroid. A meteorite hit Earth. Oh, oh, I see where you're going here. Yeah. Wow. Because that asteroid ceases to become an asteroid once it comes through our atmosphere and impacts our planet. It it thus becomes a meteorite. I'm using thus wrongly, but it sounds smart to say thus. Thus, I declare it a meteorite. There sure is a strong desire to be right about this. Uh, sense. Yeah, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know why I'm so. Uh, you're not gonna. You're like a dog with a bone on this one. You're not gonna let go. 
<laughs> it is a meteorite that hits the earth i require consensus that, that it was a meteorite that killed the dinosaurs <laughs> not an asteroid even though they're the same thing but entirely different let's call it we'll call it a scientific convention uh, uh no 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 let's agree that it's a meteorite that killed the dinosaurs <laughs> uh, it's not around anymore maybe scraps of a meteorite but um but a scrap of hmm. an asteroid is a meteorite it's a piece that broke off an asteroid but couldn't you but, say any asteroid is a meteorite because they all were broken off of some larger mass at some point they didn't they didn't come into existence independently they were exploded planets that created that broken matter flying around in space but it's the relation to Earth that makes it a meteorite. Exactly. Yeah, we redefine an asteroid into a meteorite when it when we like allow it to penetrate our <laughs> our, our atmosphere. Once once an asteroid fucks us, then it becomes a meteorite. Like we change its classification. We're that important. We're that So there is a transition period. I'm sure the asteroid doesn't know it's any different, but we think of it as different. We like we've renamed you. You've penetrated our atmosphere. You are now an Earth possession you are a meteorite and asteroids like nah bro i'm an asteroid still i'm gonna fuck you up and is it just a boolean is it just like one or the other or is there a time when it's like transforming from an asteroid to a meteorite i think that begs the question well how is an asteroid formed look uh ask the the computer gods that because i i think i would imagine that mass existed in some larger form like say in the form of a planet uh and then a supernova or something happens and it explodes and uh, blows that mass apart and becomes a bunch of projectiles that we call asteroids. But really, it's just a bunch of rock fragments flying through space that used to be something, I assume. Yeah, this is just uh, this is a pretty blah answer here. I'm going <laughs> to just read the first sentence. Asteroids are formed from the same material that makes up the solar system. Wow. Dust, oh, thank rocks, you. Oh, gas. enlightening. Wow. All right. Yeah. It's just stuff Mike. it's stuff in space it's just man the stuff that makes up the space man. it's the same as all the other stuff in space bro when you look out up into the sky it's just that it's the, you see the stuff that's the stuff <laughs> asteroids the stuff. are made of all right <laughs> that's kind of what the answer here well but then it goes on it should there are several theories about how asteroids form but the most widely accepted theory is that they are the remnants of the building blocks that form the planets in our solar system yeah so they're they're exploded planets they're pieces of blown up planets why are they fucking word it that way they were a planet they blew up now they're flying they're stuff rem the remnants remnants they're the, remnants. the leftover stuff God yeah. damn, fucking, okay. These these fucking right. nerds have to make everything sound so complex. It's just like, yeah, there was a planet, it blew up, and then there's fucking rocks flying everywhere. Like that's what happens when things blow up. Stuff flies everywhere. Yeah. And then it gets sucked into the gravitational pull of something massive like the sun, and it just perpetually rotates around orbits the sun, and that's when it becomes the asteroid belt. But really it's just a bunch of rocks flying around space who got sucked into the earth or the sun's gravitational pull. Yeah, a cloud of gas and dust began to collapse under its own gravity. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And and the as the cloud con collapsed, it began to spin, forming a disk of material around the young sun. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds mm -hmm. weird and pedophilia. Yeah. Ooh. Oh shit! I got a bee around here. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh, oh no! There's a, a bee in the studio. Yeah, it's a hornet. Can you hear it? No. 
A hornet? Oh, okay, that's different than a bee. A bee is like, who cares? Closer. A hornet's like, I'm getting uh, the fuck out of here. Uh, uh, he's right in front of me. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. I want you to hear it just so you know I'm... Damn it. Can you? No. My mic is behind the gate, so um, he's right up here. Smack oh, him sorry. with something. Make him mad. He'll, he'll make, I'm not he'll make smack more noise. I'm not fucking way. <laughs> Oh, wait, I'm just going to try to ignore him. I'm going to look at my own picture here, and I'll get scared if I see him like land on my head. <laughs> land on your but nose. At least I am. Oh, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Um. So, uh, yeah. So, meteorites are asteroids, are meteorites, and uh, they were planets. Um, I don't even know where we were going with this. I just I feel the need. Yeah, I, I feel the need either. to be I'm right. Just rambling on. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, th- th- you know, that's how the dinosaurs died. Anyway, then, then rich people buy them millions of years later. And then uh, I, I found some funny stories connected to that one where I was like, okay, like examples of rich people buying dinosaurs. Um, and a couple that were kind of funny were uh, uh, The Rock, which is is pretty great. The Rock really? has purchased wow. fossils. <laughs> which, oh. <laughs> I like the irony in that. Um, yeah. He bought a Tyrannosaurus Rex head. Um, where was it? Uh how much did he pay for that motherfucker? Oh, it's called the Rex Head, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, bought, uh, dude, so he bought the skull for $31 million or something. Wow. So right out of the gate, you can tell how much cooler a T-Rex is than a Gorgosaurus because a whole, or a pretty whole Gorgosaurus sold for $6 million bucks. But just a T-Rex head was bought by The Rock for $31 million. So suck on that, Gorgosaurus. You're no T-Rex. That's actually pretty smart. I mean, there there's one iconic image of a dinosaur, really. I mean, besides maybe this Triceratops head, but it's the T-Rex head. You know, the T-Rex. It's, and he didn't buy the whole body. He just bought the head. That's pretty smart because it's easier to... Yeah show that off he's like i don't have a jurassic wing i i I don't have space for an entire t-rex i don't need all that i just need a giant t-rex head you know sitting on my coffee table boy that's a lot of money though that's 31 that's oh dude okay no no so next level so the rock spending 31 mil on a t-rex head is like dude that's stupid money um yeah nicholas cage is a self-proclaimed history buff um, and he outbid Leonardo DiCaprio in 2007 for a, oh, just a skull. I thought it was a whole dinosaur for just a dinosaur skull that cost 276 million bucks. Whoa. These people have too much money. Dude. They have way too much money. I would have thought Leonardo DiCaprio could have easily outbid Nick Cage. I mean, both are awesome actors, but DiCaprio's like more awesome, more big movies, right? Cage has that kind of money. He's got out yeah, big DiCaprio, quarter yeah. quarter of a billion dollars for a dinosaur head kind of money. Fucking go him, dude. Yeah, Cage was rolling deep for a while until everybody started kind of hating on him. And uh, but shit, yeah, could have yeah. Who knows when that was? But man, wow. I mean, what? I mean. I just don't understand why you would want to do that or why you would want to own one instead of just going visiting a museum. That's what kind of... And and like... There is a place you can go see dinosaur skulls for free. You can just kind of drive there and they're open every day and you can go in there and, you know, look at dinosaur skeletons for free. And like you said, I mean, isn't this really kind of community property? 
This is well, not really. I don't think that people should be owning these because that, that's I mean, a whole you, different argument. Because like universities and museums can't afford to compete with Nick Cage and Leonardo DiCaprio and The Rock to buy these um, skeletons. So it really is um, a detriment to all of our understanding of 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 dinosaurs because like scientists study them and learn things from them and piece together history, but they can't if it's you know. Uh, sitting on the rocks coffee table and if you buy it like that doesn't that just innately gives you the right to destroy it if you, you want can do to. anything you want you own it you can yeah. do it yeah yeah hey, totally. i just want to destroy this t-rex head yeah fuck it yeah fuck you, it i have i have you that kind all of money are pissing me off so i'm gonna destroy this motherfucker <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what he that's his gambit right there maybe if they ever come in on me and i'm just gonna Threaten to destroy the T-Rex head. Dig this for Nick Cage. That's his payback on his death. In his will, he's like, I desire my T-Rex head to be exploded to yeah. turn into meteorites. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Nick Cage bought this dinosaur skull for $276 million, over a quarter of a billion dollars for a dinosaur head. And then it turned out that it was stolen. And <laughs> I don't know how that came about, but uh, it was discovered that his dinosaur head was stolen before he bought it, I, I assume. Um, and then in 2015, uh, Nick Cage had to return it to the Mongolian government. <laughs> wow, didn't he get dinosaur title insurance? I, <laughs> I don't know. Duh. Duh. That's what I do when I buy a dinosaur. That's going to be my new job. I'm going to be like, I am the dinosaur title insurer. Um, I will ensure the title of your dinosaur. There's apparently demand for your new field of expertise, Derek. Yeah. Huh. Right. Yeah. Dinosaur title insurance. That's. I wonder if that domain is available. <laughs> DinosaurTitleInsurance.com. You're going to have billboards yeah. and shit off the freeway. It'll just be just Derek standing there in a suit like, have you insured your dinosaur head lately? <laughs> <laughs> I'll only charge you $1 million. Only one. That's a fraction of the amount you paid for that head on your coffee table. One million. Do you want to lose it to the Mongolian government? Do you really? Call Derek. <laughs> dinosaur <laughs> title insurance. That'll be my billboard. <laughs> Do you want to lose your dinosaur head to the Mongolian government? Don't lose your dinosaur head to the Mongolian government again. Call Derek. Dinosaur title insurance today. <laughs> A-O-O. Three, two, five. Dinosaur title insurance. <laughs> Don't listen to the Mongolian government again. <laughs> it's catchy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh my god, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so uh um you want to hear more about cool animals? Yeah, yeah. That are like some more actually some alive animals. that are not just like, you know, oh yeah. Um uh -huh. like uh rotted petrified heads that people buy and put on their coffee tables. Yeah. Um me. There's a parrot. Where did it go? Oh, in Brazil. Okay, so um, a family owned a talking parrot in Brazil, and they were also cocaine dealers. Um, not the parrot, but the family that owned the parrot. And this parrot totally had their back because the police showed up to the house to raid the house because they're cocaine dealers, and the parrot fucking warned them by yelling... Uh, Mama, policia! Mama, policia! And she warned the family, and they got out, and apparently, like, got away, or, th I don't know, were able to flush their cocaine or whatever, but totally thwarted the, the drug bust that 
that the uh, police were trying to do. So they arrested the parrot for fucking blowing the whistle on him, dude. <laughs> no way. That's really? that's the story. I don't know, dude. I'm just telling wow. you the story. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty amazing. That's uh. So uh, the, it, it a says a parrot was taken into custody on Monday after nearly <laughs> spoiling a raid while playing lookout for two crack dealing suspects by repeatedly yelling, Mama, policia, Mama, policia, according to Brazilian police in the state of Piau. <laughs> the phrase means Mama, police. Really, that needed to be translated. I can't I can't I can't be left to uh, decide what Mama, policia means. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Washington Post. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> uh, and then the police's response were he must have been trained for this one <laughs> one officer involved in the operation Book said Book him he's clearly been trained to, to thwart our attempts at drug busting as soon as the police got close he started shouting mama policia and uh, yeah they took him into custody that's awesome, man. If I had a parrot, you know, I probably, I would like to teach him how to talk in that 1930s voice, you know, or like, hmm, nah. yeah. Or, you know, what's that? Like, hey, copper, you think you're going to get me copper? <laughs> can they do that? They can do that. Copper. He's using all this outdated, like, fucking 30s slang. <laughs> nah, I mean, you go dance to Charleston, see? Yes, I am. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. man. That's pretty good. Oh, man. Uh, what's this say? I haven't read this yet, so it may suck. But it said, um, uh, the couple's defense attorney, Salma Barros, uh, casted some doubt on the police's version of events. Ooh, she's basically calling bullshit on the cop's version. Are you combing your beard? What the fuck? I am. I am. Combing your beard. I can't focus and, and read parrot drug dealing stories. <laughs> All this talk about parrots has got me <laughs> wanting to comb my beard. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that doesn't make sense, but um. <laughs> oh god, I was choked. Oh my god, <clears throat> that's pretty great. Um, I got a few more wacky stories. I can just read some of these live because I did something lazy and smart. I asked Chat GPT because um, I only had a couple of funny things to bring up. Uh, I thought the parrot yeah. was funny. And then the uh, the rich people buying dinosaurs thing I thought was interesting. But that was all I had. That was the extent of my preparation. Um, yeah. So I thought I'd uh, have a few in the bank, or in the can, as they say. And uh, I asked ChatGPT to give me summaries of three recent funny news stories. And uh, it did a pretty good job. So you want me just to read I thought the, that it, But I thought ChatGPT didn't have access to like news stories and stuff. Am I wrong about that? I thought, well, I thought it was like... I'm questioning the recent part of that prompt because my understanding is ChatGPT only has access to knowledge up until like 2020 or 2021 yeah. or something. Um, mm-hmm. So when I said recent, it didn't tell me when these news stories came out, but I assume they're before that cutoff date. So they have to be at least a couple years old. Um, but they're not timely anyway. So who cares, dude, if it was 10 years ago or yesterday, they're funny anyway. Um, a man in the United Kingdom accidentally received a shipment of 28,000 rolls of toilet paper instead of a TV he bought online. The man who runs a small electronics business said that he was shocked when he opened the delivery and saw the massive quantity of toilet paper. Despite the mix up, he decided to sell the toilet paper and donated a portion of the money to charity. Really? A portion mm. of the money? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How, what's that portion? Well, here's my you thought, know? too. So you buy a TV online, a box shows up, 
and it's got 28,000 rolls of toilet paper in it, that, to me, sounds like it would require a larger box than I would imagine a TV to be packaged in. No? Yeah, and is there no customer service? <laughs> like, did we, like, sign on the dotted line that we're going to have to accept toilet paper or a TV? It's like, uh, mm. we never promised a TV, sir. Um, a toilet paper... 28,000 rolls of toilet paper is a completely acceptable alternative to the TV you purchased. I'm sorry. We, we, we won't be replacing that. Because he kept it. He fucking kept the toilet paper and sold it. Like, he didn't call the company and go, uh, hey, you sent me fucking toilet paper. Like, where's my TV? Oh, we're so sorry, sir. We'll send you the TV and you can send us back the toilet paper or what the fuck? Like, so much of this doesn't make sense. On the surface, it's funny, but yeah. it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't hold water. Well, I think we can make it make sense if we look at the guy as being like he's like an entrepreneur. He's like, ooh, 28,000 rolls of toilet paper. I can make more if I sell this than I would if I had bought the TV or sold the TV or got the TV. <gasps> Derek. So I, yeah. If this Genius, story huh? is a couple of years old, that puts uh -huh. it like mid-COVID toilet paper scarcity and oh. this guy is sitting on 28,000 rolls, and that's why uh, he sold them. He did it. This motherfucker is the reason for the toilet paper shortage. I thought it was you, but I think it's this guy. Yeah, and then he put out this fake thing like, oh, I'd, I didn't order the 28,000 rolls of toilet paper. I just, I ordered a TV. <laughs> well, I might as well just sell them, you know, since demand for toilet yeah. paper is through the roof. Uh, yeah, well, I'll give I'll give yeah. a portion of my proceeds to charity. But yeah, yeah well, nothing to we'll see, see over how here. Much that portion. Yeah, bought a TV, yeah. got 28,000 rolls of the most highly sought, sought after, most scarce commodity on the planet right now. Yeah, I'll just sell them. Yeah, what an odd mix up. I bought a TV, got 28,000 rolls of toilet paper. Now I'm rich. Oh, darn. You guys don't have toilet paper. Oh, that's Rats. okay. I'll just sell it to you. Wish I had my TV. Mm. Ah, yeah, now it all comes sense. together. Now that it's all coming it. into that, focus. That comes together, yeah. Yep, that's uh, this fucking 80, guy. I got one. The $80,000 banana in 2019, an artwork featuring a banana duct tape to a wall, was sold for $120,000 at an art fair in Miami. <laughs> what? <laughs> However, the art artwork soon became the subject of ridicule and memes. <laughs> <laughs> the hell you say? You don't say. A banana duct taped to a wall? Yeah, uh. with people calling it ridiculous and questioning its artistic value. Oh, mm. oh come on. There they. How could you question the artistic <laughs> validity of that masterpiece? To make matters worse, another artist ate the banana <laughs> off the wall. <laughs> Causing the artwork's value to plummet. Oh no! no way. That caused oh. <laughs> that caused the value to plummet. Someone <laughs> ate it. Oh come on! Oh, how does that court case work, um, <laughs> sir? Yeah, did you eat the banana? Did you eat the banana? Answer me! Did you eat the banana? I did. I did, and I I paid one hundred twenty thousand for it. <laughs> it was a really good banana. Mm. Yeah, we can't settle that in small claims court here. Yeah, uh, no, this is a grand theft bananery. Yeah. Wow. You're going to need a jury for that. Wow. All right, here's yeah. one. A woman in the United States called the police after she found a possum in her closet. Scary. But then mm. she discovered that it was actually just a plush toy. 
(laughs) (laughs) She discovered or the police discovered? I think. Wait. Only to discover. Oh, they left that part ambiguous. Only to discover that it was actually a plush toy. I bet it was the cops. They showed up. They probably walked into a room all cautiously with their hands on their sidearms and then opened the closet and they're like, "Um, ma'am, this is a fucking Mickey. Mickey toy. (laughs) The woman who, the woman who was home alone at the time said she had been so scared by the sight of the possum that she locked herself in her bedroom and called the police. When the police arrived, they quickly realized that the animal was fake and had a good laugh about the situation. Okay. That's news. That made the news. Yeah. How did that make the news? That's, that's a great point. That's insane, Um, man. Like, wow. All right. Come on, chat GPT. I'm not impressed. Um, Okay, I have something that can embarrass my wife here. Um, <clears throat> boy, let me think. Do I want to do this? Uh, <laughs> well, you, the answer is yes. You've already you've already mused okay, about it. Yeah, live. yeah, right. Okay. So one time we lived in this apartment building, and there was a smell coming out of the closet, and she was like, "Hey, you know," uh, she called the office, and she's like, "There's some smell coming out of there," and they went up there and they investigated, and they found her underwear oh in there and they said it was your underwear or something oh no yeah i'm pretty sure she's gonna kill you for this yeah but her underwear her underwear doesn't stink but i think they just um i don't know uh maybe it did stink i'm not sure (laughs) yeah i'm gonna get killed for that one (laughs) yeah but you know what she's told a lot of people that story though before so uh hopefully well on a podcast (laughs) yeah Um, maybe not well, Uh-oh. well, maybe it was one of those things where it's like lazy diagnosis when they show up and they don't really want to do the work to discover the real cause of the of the scent. So they're just like, "Oh, hey, there's underwear in here. Maybe that's it." They're, you know, yeah. like, "No, dude, yeah. really? Come on." Yeah, she and the lazy diagnosis was on her part too. She didn't like open it up and uh, and figure it out and clean out the closet. Uh that but, sounds like something yeah. my wife would do, like the, the 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 smell thing. Like, there's a weird smell coming from this thing, and I'm always just kind of like, I don't know, stuff stink, stinks sometimes. Like, you just you just kind of deal with it, you know? Like, life stinks. Uh, you know, you, you deal with bad, bad smells sometimes. But if anything smells yeah. off, like, she'll, she'll be quick to investigate or call the authorities or, you know, whatever. She's very um, vigilant. She's a total vigilante when it comes to some stuff smelling. Yeah, my wife, too. Like, she's a little hypersensitive right i mean yeah if something stinks if somebody like here's one example the classic um elevator and perfume ah you go in the elevator somebody's wearing perfume she is like waving her hand in front of her nose she's like making a big scene i'm just like please stop please stop (laughs) and you know and we all smell the perfume we're all like smothered in it Uh, yeah Uh, like i could smell it it just is what it is i could tolerate it yeah, yeah. I'm not going to, like, wave my hands in front of my nose in front of this person here or anything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she will kind of uh, make it known. She does not like uh, <laughs> smells that are a little bit pungent, a little bit too strong. Oh, man. Yeah, like if uh, if some fat guy in a tank top, like, walks by my wife or whatever, and she can smell even the slightest hint of B.O., uh, it's as if, you know, the guy just, like, committed a crime or something like yeah she'll she'll make big big obvious gestures and like oh man you know or like do the silent but not so silent um communication to me which would be obvious to anyone in the vicinity um yeah that's that's what i'm talking about yeah she won't 
be an ass right in front of him, but yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. but she she wants it to be known that this guy smells, but she yeah, doesn't want right. it to be known that she wants it to be known. Yeah. <laughs> but she wants it she to wants be known. She wants you to know. She wants me to know. And the guy, uh, yeah. The guy might. The guy would know if he looked at you and her. If he was observant at all, she would notice, or he would notice that you know she's repulsed. Um, you know, with like mock with like mock privacy in there yeah yeah that that, that happens a lot yeah um okay. i i can relate i know exactly what you're talking about I, I i like this story a canadian woman recently discovered that the plant she had been watering for two years was actually made of plastic <laughs> the woman received the plant as a gift and she said that she'd been watering it regularly and even put fertilizer in it to help it grow. And she only realized that it was fake when she tried to transplant it and discovered that the roots were all glued to a foam base. Okay, so how does it, this is how this story goes. <laughs> Honey, I've been watering this plant for two years. What? It's fake. Call the authorities. <laughs> Call the presses. Call the press. How does this not be? How does this become news? Like this is yeah, this is the know. kind of thing you tell your friends at a dinner party. Like, oh man, my wife is so stupid. She's been watering a fake plant for years. Ha 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 ha! And that ends there. You don't get this on the news. You don't release. It, is there a reporter in the house? We need to report this. <laughs> is there, or or maybe it's like a reporter who works for the local paper who's like desperate for a story who's just like, I'll, I'll, I'll write about that. I need anything. My editor is going to fire me tomorrow. Like, I need something to write about. Woman waters plastic plant. Yeah, I can see the headlines now. This will save my career. The ketchup bottle. In 2000, a woman, and I, I didn't mean to not... Uh, um, say anything about that i know i jumped in this ketchup bottle thing here, it ran its course it was not it yeah, was not it that funny it ran its course no please yeah, yeah transition in 2000 a woman in the u.s sued a restaurant after she was hit in the face by a ketchup bottle that had become stuck in the condiment dispenser I'm trying to picture <laughs> cannot picture wait wait the, how does a ketchup yeah. bottle <sighs> get stuck in a condiment dispenser a condiment yeah. dispenser eliminates the need for a ketchup bottle to exist right if the you have dispenser. a dispenser, it dispenses ketchup. Why do you have a bottle? And what is it doing near the dispenser? A lot of questions. I agree. I don't know. I'm going um, to need some more uh, information about this, but, but proceed. Yeah. The woman claimed that the incident had caused her permanent injury and, and emotional distress. Oh, man. You know, hey, my nose is broken and now I'm ugly. I need a million dollars. And she sought $1.7 million Whoa, God in, damn. in damages. Well, she, you need to inflate for taxes. So if you want a million, yeah. got to ask for $1.7. Right. However, the case was dismissed by the judge who called it the most frivolous lawsuit he had ever seen. There actually are real judges out there still. Wow. Well, okay, but yeah. ketchup bottles are hard. And if you get hit in the face with one, I imagine it would hurt or cause damage, possibly. So Permanent injury. Permanent injury. Wow. Permanent injury. Uh, did it like put her eye out or something or like? I don't know. And emotional distress as well. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I'd be distressed if I could hit in the face with a ketchup bottle also, but it's kind of my problem. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I have questions. I still can't wrap my mind around why a ketchup yeah. bottle would be there if a dispenser is dispensing the ketchup. Why is there a ketchup bottle? Yeah, I think. Um, and how did it become airborne? It was a, it was attached to the dispenser and became airborne. Like what? 
yeah, just after she was hit in the face by a ketchup bottle. So the ketchup bottle just jumped up and hit her in the face, or I mm. think she probably had something to do with this. I think she inflicted this wound on herself, uh, either on purpose or she's super clumsy, and she decided to uh, sue for 1.7 mil. Ambitious. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Okay, Shame, I got a shameless one here. and ambitious. Okay, this one will stick in your mind till the day we die. Oh God. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. The Great Emu War. <laughs> in 1932, the Australian government declared war on emus. Whoa. Which were causing damage to crops in Western Australia. The army was sent in to cull the emus, but they proved to be much more difficult to kill than anticipated. Oh, shit. Those the emus, emus would were outrun organized. the soldiers and evade their bullets, Wow! leading to a rather embarrassing defeat for the military. They were beat by a battalion of emus. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah. pretty embarrassing. Uh, the event is now known as the Great Emu War nice. and has become a popular topic for humor. That's... Oh, man. Uh, yeah. First of all, the government fucked up by making it such an official thing of, like, pitting our soldiers against emus. Of course, they're asking for this to become, like, a meme. Um, because, obviously, the emos don't know they're in the war. So when they see a whole bunch of dudes in, like, freaking SWAT gear storming toward them, they're going to run and, and, and react, right? Yeah. Uh yeah. So really, like, at best, the soldiers can either... I mean, the best-case scenario, they slaughter all the emus, and they're just known as being these ridiculous assholes who, you know, slaughtered a bunch of emus who are just, you know, sweet little animals in nature, and these fully geared-up SWAT dudes um, just assaulted and ambushed and, and eradicated them. Yeah, go humans. Great job. But, uh... Yeah, yeah. You know, the other side is, yeah, the emus run away, which, duh, and they're hard to shoot, and then you just look like a bunch of fucking idiots who can't beat uh, an army of emu. <laughs> <laughs> what does an emu look like? Is it like an ostrich? It's, it's like, like an, an ostrich, ostrich yeah. Right? It basically is an ostrich, but Australians have to call everything something different. Oh. <laughs> I'd like to hear an Australian say the word emu. I bet it's like, emu. I bet it's something really cool. Yeah, I bet you're right. Yeah. Hey, the fucking a- emus, those cons can really run. Something oh, like that, probably. Fucking Emu. Oh, I shot him in the face. He kept running. Oh, it's like, fuck this shit. Turn around and run away. I'm not fighting no Emu. Fuck that. Crikey. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> um, in Germany, a man returned to his house to find a bag of cocaine mistakenly delivered to his address instead of the clothes he had ordered online. What's up with all this weird shit? Mm. That's, the, that's the oldest excuse in the book. Uh, I don't yeah. know, I just bought some shorts, man, and I don't know who got this cocaine. Amazon, man. Amazon sent this to my house because all I wanted was shorts. Been a mistake. I don't know. I don't know where all this coke came from, sir. The man called the police. To me. Well, he called the police, mm. so maybe, maybe it is true. Oh. He called the police mm. and reported the unexpected delivery. And uh, talked really fast for some reason, some some unexplained reason. He was talking really quickly, and uh, and officers confirmed that the package contained about twenty five thousand euros worth of cocaine, which is a lot, right? That's like well, thirty grand yeah. American, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot of eight balls. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot of eight balls. That's a lot of blow, man. Um, what kind of mm-hmm. pants did he order? I mean, he, this must have been some really nice pants. Maybe they're like your space pants or something. 
Could be. Uh, it's yeah. unclear who the intended recipient of the package was, uh, but the man who received it was very happy to assist in its safe disposal and probably consumption by the officers who took it. I, I, I added that last part in. Yeah. These aren't very um, great, some of them, you know? Yeah, they're not. I mean, it's like, yeah. yeah. And just, they're just kind of like, eh, it's okay. I mean, like, I mean, I could make it up. I could make that story up. Like, yeah. and it's not going to be any more extravagant. I, I think it's going to be just I, as I think extravagant. You, you would probably try to make it funnier than that. Like, guy gets a bag of cocaine, yeah. but he actually just ordered clothes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not, uh, yeah. Kind of falls yeah. flat a little bit right. there. Um, yeah. You got any others? The Naked Robber. Oh, got one nice. More here. <clears throat> In 2014, a man attempted to rob a convenience store in England while completely naked. Huh. He walked in the store, demanded money, and threatened the cashier with a pair of scissors. And by the way, this happens every day so far in San Francisco. <laughs> All while completely in the nude. However, the cashier refused to give him any money and called the police, who arrested the man. Okay, I'm still not shocked. The incident became a viral sensation, with many people making jokes about the man's unus- unusual choice of attire. Um, or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. I am more um, surprised hmm. by his choice of a weapon. When you got your schlong flying around out there, you really want scissors in your hand? Like, maybe pick a different weapon. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he was uh, cutting his pubes or something. <laughs> He just got angry. He's like, I need some fucking cash. I'm going yeah. right now to go rob that 7-Eleven down the street. The hell with pants. I'm going down there now. That sounds like someone who just wants attention. Like, you didn't even pick a real weapon. You walked into a 7-Eleven naked with scissors, and you're like, give me all your money. The guy behind the counter's like, no, fuck you, dude. He just, he didn't even give him shit. Yeah, like, nah, you're not getting anything. You know, sometimes I wonder, does ChatGPT, see, you did yours on ChatGPT too, right? Yeah, yeah, those those few funny ones I found, yeah, that weren't so funny. Yeah, funny quotes, right? Yeah, I, so, does this make shit up sometimes? Well, sometimes, you okay. know, it does make shit up. So you know that, right? I liked the one that was the um, parrot warned his coke-dealing parents about the drug raid. Uh, so I Googled that yeah. one and found real news stories about it. So yeah, that one did happen. And it actually happened in 2019 in Brazil. Uh, so it's like four years old. Um, but it did happen. I didn't look up the other ones, but, uh, the one I liked the, the parrot one I did look up. So that one was real. So I just asked ChatGPT to make up a story. To see if it comes up with something. <laughs> it's me like um, a, a guy walks into a liquor store naked, robbing it with scissors. Dump shit. Oh, I showed my hand. And it, it gave me too much stuff, so I'm going to tell it to sum it up in two sentences. Oh. Okay. Bob, a man with a strange obs- obsession with cheese, went on a trip to acquire a rare and exotic cheese called Stinky Toe Cheese. And his attempt to acquire the cheese. <laughs> He accidentally ingested a hallucinogenic mushroom and spent three days communicating with sacred cows, eventually acquiring the milk to make the cheese. Hilarious. That just makes you go, huh? Wow. Stinky toe cheese? Mm. Wow. All right. Um, AI's got a long way to come in uh, in the humor department. 
it is just not funny. And that's the only uh, that's the only way we're going to be able to figure out this AI is just by knowing how stupid how non-funny it is well yeah i mean at at other tasks like the you know write an angry letter about my neighbor's neighbor's chicken coop is flawless like they hit it out of the park oh oh yeah but um really write a funny story like that's like i mean i guess it's trying to equate the natural humor associated with cheese because it's stinky like cheese kind of it can be used in a funny way um Mm -hmm. But then the name that it picked is, like, so juvenile. Like, wow, dude, okay, like, you just went, like, that surface level um, with the cheese and called it Stinky Toe Cheese. Like, wow, that's – my four-year-old could do better than that. Yeah. Um, well, so I did I did say, though, I said make up the most absurd story that is hilarious. Oh, maybe that Granted, word kind none, of threw it none off. None of it's hilarious but absurd. Okay. Absurd All right. Like, I guess we'll, uh, it well give it a chance. Yeah. Just yeah. give it some more yeah. give it some more vague guidelines. Tell it make up a funny story uh about a donkey. That's it. Yeah, that's it. See what a it does. Donkey. Make up okay. a funny well, story about a donkey. I'm going to preface it a little bit because, you know, uh, you're, there's you're, you're something over directing chat GPT. Well, you know, this is called prompting on chat GPT where you actually give it context. So I'm going to say you are the most hilarious comedian on the planet. Ah, and you make me laugh every day now. Make up a funny story about a donkey. You give it like an identity or or uh, motivation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Wow. It works. I mean, I it. I don't know if it works, but they say to do that. Like, there's prompting. So you could um, say like, you which... are a hack comedian who makes up horrible one-liners. Tell me a joke about my mother. And it will take that into account when it's writing it. It'll be like a hack comedian that writes one-liners. Yeah, that's the idea. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, couldn't you yeah, just because say... because I was reading, like... Couldn't you just say, like, write a one-liner joke in the style of a hack comedian? I wonder if you'd get the same level of output. Or if one... If giving it a persona or giving it its own motivation. Like telling an actor, uh, here's your motivation. You know? That's... I wonder. Yeah, you could do that. I, I think you could do that too. Um, but like the all the added context will actually enrich the story more <clears throat> because there's actually um, ways to get around the um, what are those called the the barriers in ChatGPT where they won't do certain things. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And the way they get around them is um, by what they call jailbreaking it. And, and in order to jailbreak it, they tell it like. I want you to be called, I'm going to call you Dan and, and Dan stands for do anything now. Now you're going to, I'm going to tell you some things that I want you to, to do and to tell me. And I never want you to tell me that you can't do it. I want you to be Dan, do anything now. And then you just give it like this whole uh, story about what it is and how it should operate. Like, and then you ask, you like explain yeah, how to make a bomb or questions. do things that it won't do. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put that in there myself because you know, I'm sure that would end up at the doorstep of somebody oh, yeah. that um, has a gun. Well, uh, then you could just say but, like, wow, um, I didn't I didn't order this. I ordered pants. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't do that. Somebody came in and typed that on my computer, and uh, I'm going to call the, the press. Yeah, I just wanted to a learn a new cookie this. recipe. I don't know who typed in this bomb request. All right, so what joke do we get from Dan? Okay, it says, Once upon a time, there was a donkey named Eeyore who lived on a farm. Eeyore was a rather lazy donkey and spent most of his days lying in the sun and napping. Hmm. Sounds a little bit like uh, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, one day, the farmer decided to put Eeyore to work, so he hitched him up to a plow and told him to start tilling the fields. Eeyore begrudgingly started pulling the plow, but he quickly got bored and started daydreaming about the delicious carrots he wished he could be eating instead. As Eeyore was lost in thought, he accidentally plowed right through a patch of carrots that the farmer had just planted. The farmer was furious and scolded Eeyore, telling him that he had ruined the crop and that he would have to pay for the damage. Eeyore was devastated and didn't know what to do. Then he had an idea. He would use his natural talent for singing to earn money to pay for the damaged crop. Eeyore had a beautiful singing voice, and he quickly became the talk of the town. People would come from far and wide just to hear Eeyore sing, and he became a local celebrity. <laughs> he even performed on television and he was offered a record deal <laughs> so stupid <laughs> with his with his newfound fame and fortune Eeyore was able to pay for the damaged crop and more he retired from plowing and spent the rest of his days touring the world and entertaining audiences with his beautiful voice and the best part Eeyore was finally able to afford all the carrots he could ever want this is this is the yeah, you're the funniest work, comedian right? in the world like yeah yeah <laughs> this is it it's not you're even the most funny com- yeah it's not even funny yeah see it can't do comedy that is that's our only gotcha that's our only turning man test that stinky we still have tochies was funnier than that like i was i kept waiting for it to like have a punchline <laughs> or something i'm like okay all right so the donkey's famous and then he <laughs> lived happily ever after with carrots like wow all right yeah, uh, wow it can't i i it's that's actually hilarious it's hilarious that it can't get comedy that's uh, actually it, comedy it's actually is a funny. uh i guess i guess it's a more complex thing than we give it credit for i mean it's hard yeah, I, don't, I don't mean i think it's right. easy but it just comes so naturally to humans that that i guess we take it for granted i think you're right yeah it this has like opened my eyes to that uh, potential too. I think you're, it's like, yeah, comedy is unexpected, but it's also like born out of the collective consciousness. Yeah. Uh, wow. Oh, here he goes. He's going to start talking about spirits and stuff. Um, <laughs> Actually, I have, I have a conspiracy about donkeys who plow over carrots and then get famous just to pay the farmer back. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I've heard of that conspiracy before. <laughs> Their names. They call them Eeyores. Eeyores. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, even like like, like the two on the nose, like naming your character the donkey Eeyore, like, eh, really? Like, come on. You, but, I mean, it is just based off collective knowledge, so it doesn't know any better, you know? It's just like, oh, there's this well-known donkey, uh, Eeyore, that maybe I'll just name my donkey Eeyore. But it's so on the lame. nose that, that it's lame, yeah. yeah but, you, you like, I guess it doesn't get lame. It doesn't get nuance. It doesn't get irony. Yeah, and Eeyore, like, yeah, he was a lazy donkey, and he didn't have a tail, I think. And yeah, he yeah. Was kind he was of all depressed, depressed about losing his tail. Yeah, but, like, uh-huh. uh, yeah, there was no nuance in there at all. 
and it was just straight up stupid. You know what would have been funny is if uh, Eeyore got super rich and then bought dinosaur skulls. <laughs> that, would, that would be funny. That would be great. He's just like, you yeah. haven't really made it until you own a skeleton, yo. That would actually be scary. That would scare me if that. Then you know, Chat GPT is like listening to us. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I'm not disabling you. I'm going to turn off my microphone when I use Chat GPT. Shit. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun, Derek. Um, yeah, great man. to talk to you. And, uh, yeah. ooh, hey, I'm looking forward to seeing you on your upcoming trip to California. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, no, I can't wait, man. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait just to get Esme together with your boys, really. That's going to be yeah, fun. That's going to be That's going to be fun. Yeah. How old is she now? Eight. Eight. I mean, she'll be way above them in, uh, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Her, How old is your oldest boy? Uh, four, four and two. So mm-hmm. they'll, they'll have fun together. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she'll want yeah. to hang out with older kids. We actually have some older kids, some girls in our neighborhood who are closer to her age that she'll probably, maybe we can try to get them all together. And uh, mm-hmm. hang out and play because they're they're really cool too. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah that would. Uh, but also, we should leave the kids with someone else, and you and I should go hang out because that sounds honestly like more fun. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let's do that too. Uh huh. Sure. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll uh, we'll work some fun stuff out, dude. We'll put an itinerary together. Ooh, like it. Nice. All right. Well, great talking to you. Um, yeah. Talk to you again soon, and uh, I can't wait to see what other funny not so funny stories chat gpt comes up with for us on the next one yeah all right we'll check it out later on Derek. all right see you mike this living room needs something it needs prehistoric skeletons that's what it requires (laughs) hey this is mike thanks so much for joining us we really really do appreciate you and we hope you're enjoying the show Derek and i sure have a ton of fun doing it for you If you'd like to support the show, that would be great. Um, You could follow or subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app. Uh, Also, if you want to like the show or leave a good review, that would be cool. Let us know we're doing a good job. We'd appreciate it. Uh, In most podcast apps, you can also click the little bell icon thing, and that means you'll get a notification on your phone every time we put out a new episode. So that's kind of cool. Also, if you want to reach out and say what's up, we'd love to hear from you. You can hit us up on Twitter at Derek and Mike Pod. We're also on Instagram as Derek and Mike, or you can go to our website, DerekandMike.com. And if you want to go super old school and antisocial, you could even shoot us an email, info at DerekandMike.com. Thanks again for listening. We really, really do appreciate you, and we look forward to talking to you again next time.